Hello, everybody, and welcome to Roar. My name is Sam Spellman, and today we're going to have an amazing conversation. We're going to get into some good stuff. And uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, the show is called Roar, which stands for Revealing Our Amazing Redeemer. It's just a conversation about the Word of God where we just dig into Scripture, dig into what the Word says, and let it reveal who Jesus is, who our Redeemer is, because the more and more He's revealed, The more and more He reveals Himself, the more and more who we are, who we were made to be, also is revealed to us. The Bible talks about all being predestined to uh, to look like Him. Um, So you know He's the He's the way, the truth, and the life. And the way He lived, the way He did life, and the way He reveals Himself to us, that's how we then begin to live and um, just do life. And it's it's a gift. It's a wonderful thing. It's an opportunity to grow. And I'm very excited to be growing with you. So again, thank you for listening to the show. I want to read today out of Colossians 1. This is one of, uh, no pun intended, this is one of, this is one of my favorite um, of chapters of the Bible. And, you know, there's a lot of different favorites. There's a lot of ones that kind of go in and out, but this is one that really, really um, became a foundational um, truth. You know, this is, there's a lot of foundational things in this chapter that really just solidified things in, in my relationship with the Father and with, with Jesus and really helped me to see some things a little bit differently. So hopefully we're going to kind of get into some of that. But in Colossians chapter 1, I'll just start in verse 1 and we'll just kind of kind of go through and see, see what the Holy Spirit highlights. Verse 1 um, talks about Paul, an apostle of uh, of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy our brother to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae grace to you and peace from God our Father. So first off, all the family language is amazing. Our brother, the faithful brothers in Christ. Um, but he, Paul also says this. He says Paul an apostle. So he talks about the position, the fivefold ministry office that he's in. He clarifies that. He, he establishes that. He honors that. He doesn't pretend like he's not an apostle. He doesn't act like he isn't. He says, I am to these people because they know him. There's a relationship there. And he's simply stating, you know, it's like when the, the president signs a document, he doesn't just sign his name. He says, the president of the United States. There's an office that he's standing in, and that office deserves a little bit of a different response. So when we read this too, when you hear these things, you know, keeping that posture of honor is important. And he's saying that again, so that that posture would be understood and seen from the very beginning of the letter. So it's cool that he bring, he adds that in there. But he says that I'm an apostle, not of my own appointment, but by the will of God. And then he goes, and Timothy, our brother. So he, he mentions God, but he also mentions Timothy. So he mentions the Lord and he mentions a man. Just, anyway, that's a really cool dynamic that he goes through all that detail. He doesn't just say, hey guys, it's Paul. This is what I'm telling you. Like he takes the time to address these things and be um, almost formal. And it's important too that you know when we are the body of Christ, um, we see ourselves as as formal ambassadors to the earth. Jesus said, "My kingdom is not of this world." Um, you know, we are ones who have come into the earth, um, and we are from the Father of lights above. When we're born again, we are born again into a new kingdom, but we are we become ambassadors and how ambassadors treat themselves, talk, address, carry themselves. It's a different way than just a normal average person, quote unquote, you know, would carry themselves. There's a responsibility, there's a 
an air about them. And it's important that we catch that we have the opportunity and the gift to walk in that authority. It's not just a invisible imagination thing. It's, it's a reality, you know, but we, we get to, we get the opportunity to, to recognize these things and learn these things. And again, reading the word, seeing how they addressed one another, how they opened their letters, how they referred to one another, those different dynamics are important for us as the body of Christ in our own relationships. Verse three, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. So there's clearly prayer for one another. There's intercessions being made back and forth. But this is from a leader, again, an apostle to a church that he wore, that he pioneered, that he started, that he planted. So there's a dynamic there that, you know, if you're over, if you're in authority, are you praying for those who are under you? Are you taking and thanking the Lord for those that you are over, that you are to steward their hearts in authority and leadership? Are you taking time to do that? When they pray for them, since we heard of your faith, verse 4, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints. So he's talking about even the, the thanksgiving and his prayers to the Lord because of the faithful actions of those under him, which is amazing, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed the whole world it is, bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you. So again, he's talking about the gospel that's bear, bore fruit there, is also bearing fruit around the world, but that gospel that was laid up, that was prepared from the Father, again, he's not saying that man laid it up or man created it, but God and his sovereignty laid up blessing in store for those who would seek him and respond to him. And that would bear fruit. Verse 7, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. Now think about that. When he's mentioning the minister, the minister is not just, he's just a faithful minister, but this is a faithful minister for your behalf. So he's really connecting, again, even in the beginning of Colossians, the importance of honoring the offices of the fivefold, because honoring those offices actually benefits our behalf. It actually helps us, because they then can give and operate in the the, the position that the Lord called them to. The Lord showed it to me this way one time, and he talked about this. He said, a lot of times in a in the natural world, you know, whenever we think of like authority, we think of a pyramid, right? Top down, you know, there's the point person, the king at the top, the knights, you know, the then the, what do you call it, the rulers underneath them, and the lords, and then the peasants at the bottom. Now, in the kingdom, it's actually flipped. That doesn't negate the honor you have for the king, the honor you have for the lords of the person who would, quote, be above you in man scale. But God, think of it more of an anchor, like a center point. You know, it's like if you were growing out or like the Bible even talks about in John 14, 15, 6, you know, he talks about the vine, he talks about the root, and he talks about branches. The branches have nothing when they're disconnected to the root, right? The branches honor the root, but the branches also have a growth where they reach beyond where the root can reach. So even in authority and leadership, you think about this reality, you know, if you're under authority, which the Bible also talks about being under authority, that's not a foreign concept, but being under authority, 
you're, you know, it's like the totem poles. The person that's the most foundational at the bottom of the totem pole has the most honor because all of the glory of the younger, the next generations is connected back to that first one who made the decision to take the left turn, who made the decision to turn around and plant the first seed. And then all the multiple, you know, if the first person never planted that seed, none of the fruit would have even happened. That's why Christ has all the honor he has, right? He says, unless a kernel of wheat dies and is planted, it abides alone. See, as leaders, you know, if we just do our thing, unless we die and really plant, you know, then we abide alone. But see, when you get to plant your life, you then get to pour into others and multiply all that God has in them. Now, on the flip side, if you have a leader who's laid down their life for you, who's planted, who is sowing their time, their energy, their prayer, their their finances, and all that they are to benefit you, to impart into you, there is honor due them. There is respect that is due them. It's not just like, oh, well, you chose to lay your life down. What an entitled statement. Would you tell that to Jesus? Oh, well, you chose to die for me. You know, of course I deserve it. You don't deserve nothing. He didn't have to die for you. He chose to out of the love he has for you. So to disregard that love and that sacrifice is an incredible slap to the face, and I do not recommend it to anyone who you have an authority in your life. I don't recommend coming at it from that entitled place. But at the same time, you see how both these dynamics kind of feed each other, that you both lay your life down. You both choose but the position is is a little bit different and how you work those things out is kind of fun. And that's what he's talking about here when Paul talks about an apostle, whenever he's talking about Epaphras, a fellow servant. He's a faithful minister on your behalf. So he's, he's, an, he's bringing in the context of these positions of authority are not just there to lord over you and just, you know, bind you or keep you in control, but they're necessary for your protection. They're necessary for your safety, for your behalf. But they also are like a launching pad that will actually launch you further than you could have gone on your own. Again, the the branches and root illustration that Jesus talks about. Because even in the kingdom, Jesus is the root. He's the cornerstone, man. Like all things come from him. And that's what we're getting ready to read and is so amazing here in Colossians 1. So continuing, he says, And so from the day we heard, verse 9, We have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Again, the stuff we're talking about, the knowledge of what he desires, his way, the way Jesus structured authority, the way God structured authority, his will and all that, and all spiritual wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 10, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. How many of you guys want to walk? you know, in a manner worthy of the Lord. I I know whenever I got saved, that really became a heart cry. I wanted to walk worthy. I wanted to be found faithful. I wanted to hear the words, well done, at the end of my life. You know, that's what I want. That's that's a desire. We all want to walk worthy. Well, how do we do that? Verse 8, He has made known to us your love in the Spirit. And from the day we heard, we've not ceased. So the prayers that we pray for one another, the forgiveness for one another, the knowledge of the truth the knowledge of spiritual wisdom and understanding, those things become fortified in our hearts through the working of the Holy Spirit, through the reading of the Word, through the the, the revelation of the Word of God, through the not the Spirit of knowledge, where He you know imparts stuff in teaching, um, anointed teaching, impartations, laying on of hands. There's a, there's a, gifts of the Spirit. There's a lot of different ways: impartation, spiritual wisdom, understanding. These things can come into our lives, but when they come. They are so that we walk in a manner 
worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, and what? Bearing fruit in every good work and increasing. See, God wants us increasing, multiplying, getting better every day, expanding, growing. God is gro- He's He created creation. He's a creator. Everything He does and makes is multiplying, is growing. He doesn't go in the red. He doesn't go in the negative. God has more than enough. He's the God of more than enough, right? In the knowledge of God. Verse 11, being strengthened with all power, all power, according to his glorious might, because again, it's the Father who does it, not just us, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us or qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints of light. That right there is an amazing place to say amen. Go glory, to go glory, hallelujah, do a little dance. We have been given, and Jesus has qualified us to share in the inheritance. And our power, the might, the endurance, the patience, and the joy that's been given to us, the fruit of the Spirit that we have, that we get to walk in, those things, that that's what qualifies us, you know, John talks about, um, you can tell who's a son of God and who's not by the way he acts. James talks about faith, you know, apart from works is dead. So there's even this connection to how we live our lives. Are we living our lives with endurance, with patience, with joy, with thanksgiving, right? All of the fruit of the Spirit. If we are, that's a very clear marker for our own soul and our own heart that we are qualified completely by the Father, right? Because the Father gives us all these gifts, So he gives us the patience we need. He gives us the thanksgiving, the joy, right? The joy of the Lord is our strength. All these things that have been given to us through truth, through word of mouth, through the gospel, through the laying on of hands, through reading the word, through revelation, through divine encounters, through however it comes, that being made manifest in our lives is proof to us, not proof to God, but proof to us that we can see the fruit, right? The fruit walk in the manner Back to verse 10, worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work. We bear fruit. We see that fruit. Others see that fruit. It even to us speaks, man, I'm definitely qualified. The Bible says those who are born of God, the same spirit bears witness. Our spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit that we are sons and daughters of God. It talks about in Romans. So there is a bearing, a witness that happens. And that witness is what he's talking about here, that we share in this inheritance He has delivered us, Jesus, from the domain of darkness and transferred us, excuse me, the Father has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, Jesus, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. I don't have time to go into all this more, but I do want to encourage you guys, um, all the truth that's in this, read this chapter, take the time to just go in and let the Holy Spirit himself speak to you about it. Let him highlight different things, different verses, different. And if he highlights something, stick with it. Meditate on it. Let him really dig into and and dive into some of these verses because whether it's giving thanks that the Father has qualified us in all areas, he's given us the fruit of the Spirit. He's given us the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Whether it's how we choose to honor the authority that is carrying out the will of the Father the fivefold ministry gifts, all of those things that we choose and we get the opportunity to honor, right? Honor is a never force. Honor something we choose to do. No one can ever make you honor anybody else. No one can force, well, that situation humbled me or honor makes me honor. You know, that that humility and honor is something that's given. It's not something that's forced. It can never be forced. You can force behavior, but the heart posture of it is something that we get to choose to do. 
And if you've received the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you've received Jesus, you've received the most honoring person. You now are owned by the most honoring man that ever walked the earth. He bought you with his blood. He's incredibly humble. He said, my way is easy. My burden is light. My yoke is easy. Right in Matthew, he talks about his, the, and then James talks about the wisdom from above is first meek. It's easy to be entreated. It's so there's a simplicity and a meekness and a humility that's about those that are sons and daughters of God. And that fruit is grown in our lives, but it's grown by honoring first and foremost, the word, the word of God, keeping it first above all things. And then those who stand in representation of the Father, the fivefold ministry, those that he's edified for the, or he's set aside for the edification, those gifts for the body, right? His kingdom, his body. Then you're, you know, you're honoring all authority. Peter talks about governmental authorities you honor, right? All of these different dynamics are important. They all grow this fruit in us to the point where even those that are above us can even say, man, we are so happy that even as Epaphras has told us or whoever is over you in ministry, whoever your pastor is, whoever you've really worked and hooked up with that God's put into your life to cover, to lead, to help you, whoever that is, has the ability to say that, man, these people are faithful and their love for the Father is strong that the word of truth and the gospel that has come is increasing and bearing fruit among them. That's a testimony to, to stand on. And that's a, that's a place to aim at. So I encourage you to aim there. Again, read this chapter. It goes into some really cool eternal stuff that I didn't get a chance to dip into. It talks about Christ and all that he really is. But read this whole chapter, meditate on it, really see what, what the Lord brings up. So anyway, that's about all I got for today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, went a little long, but that's all good. Um, the Lord loves you. I love you very much. He's for you. Things are going up. God is growing. We are growing with Him. And His love is growing in our hearts. So I'll see you guys next time on Roar. Roar.